With us today is Brian Fitzpatrick, uh, a uh, American politician, uh, a uh, attorney, and a former FBI agent, the only FBI agent to be a congressman. And now he's a member of the um, Ways and Means Committee, one of the most important ones. And he's from the Pennsylvania's first congressional district. Uh, welcome, uh, Brian. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. Now, you're the only FBI agent in uh, all of Congress. Tell us, uh, of all the things going on now, how long were you in the FBI? I was in uh, for 14 years. I started right here in New York City. Um, made the best office uh, in the Bureau. We take a lot of pride in our the flagship office of the New York office here and uh, served here for several years and then uh, worked down at headquarters and uh, then traveled uh, and was also assigned to Los Angeles but traveled in the interim overseas to um, uh, several overseas assignments, uh, including in Kiev, uh, Ukraine, which was my last international assignment. So you were in Kiev uh, while you were a member of the FBI uh, 14 years ago? Yes, sir. Um, Wow, what what do you think is going on there? I mean, do you trust? I personally don't trust any news I'm getting from anywhere. Right. Uh, what's your pulse of what's going on in Kiev? Well, um, obviously the Ukrainians have put up an incredible fight. Um, I think there's a, a grand opportunity for them now, as they're about to launch on their counteroffensive uh, at a time when there's incredible discord and disarray inside Russia itself. Uh, has been. Um, you know, unfolded uh, recently uh, with the internal conflict, and I think that's a, a, a crack and a sign of, of the vulnerabilities of Vladimir Putin um, and his grip of power. Um, he was deemed to be untouchable. Uh, he ruled that country and has ruled it with an iron fist. But what we've seen recently uh, is there's a lot of infighting based on how they're prosecuting this war in Ukraine, um, a lot of internal division, and I think that bodes well for the Ukrainians in the West, and that's why I think it's incredibly important that we continue to support our Ukrainian allies, particularly now as they're embarking on this counteroffensive to, uh, to get the job done, and I think they absolutely can get it done. Understood. Now, you're from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what's going on in Pennsylvania? Lots going on in Pennsylvania. Uh, obviously, it's a swing state, so uh, a lot of eyes are always on our state, both in the midterms um, and the presidential election. Um, we have um, essentially a split delegation. Um, in you know roughly the same number of Democrats and Republicans, uh, I believe it's nine to eight right now. Democrats or Republican, uh, as far as the uh, the breakdown of the delegation, uh, we have a very interesting um, Senate race coming up this year. Um, looks like it's going to be um, Dave McCormick uh, as a Republican nominee against incumbent um, Senator Bob Casey. So it's going to be an interesting cycle for sure, as every cycle is in Pennsylvania. Understood. Um what else would you like to talk about, uh, a Congressman? Well, uh, you know, the, I'm on the, in addition to being on the Ways and Means Committee, I'm on the House Intelligence Committee, um, you know, and having been assigned uh, in Ukraine, um, we're keeping and have been keeping a very, very close watch on that situation. Um, and again, uh, stay tuned for further cracks in the Putin regime that are going to become uh, much more apparent and much more public um, in the weeks and months to come. Um, we're responsible for monitoring the um, Chinese influence, maligned Chinese influence, the CCP, uh, throughout the world, including the, the, the threat they pose to the United States. Um, and, John, as you had mentioned, uh, I'm currently the only former FBI agent ser currently serving in Congress. And uh, it's, it's come at a time when the FBI has been really under attack from a lot of different uh, directions. And one of the roles that I played um, 
as a, a former agent and current member of Congress serving on the House Intelligence Committee is to, to, to be a bridge between disparate groups that are taking different perspectives on the Bureau. Um, certainly the Bureau has had several missteps. I think everyone needs to be honest and upfront and transparent about that, and they need to take steps to fix that. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, they've been subject to uh, many attacks that are flat out not true. Um, what I've been able to do and share with my colleagues, I tell them what criticisms are legitimate, which ones are not, and how we can go about fixing it. Because the one thing that, regardless of the position people are taking on the FBI, the one thing I think, and I hope everyone agrees, is that our country needs a strong, healthy FBI to be safe and secure. It's the chief law enforcement uh, uh, organization uh, in our country. They touch on both the criminal and the national security roles, the only agency really to do that to the extent that they do. Um, and if the FBI is, is um, not being respected um, and is being deemed uh, illegitimate in any way, that hurts the safety of all of us because FBI agents, uh, much like law enforcement across the board, they, re they re rely on the cooperation of the public. And if the FBI is not getting that public cooperation because people don't trust them, that makes all of us less safe. So what I'm trying to do is build, uh, be that bridge in Congress between my former agency, the FBI, and my colleagues in Congress to make sure that my colleagues are getting the information that they need to conduct oversight. Um, and at the same time, my colleagues know about the patterns and practices and, and sensitivities of FBI operations in terms of like keeping um, identities of sources um, confidential to protect their safety and their ongoing reporting and things like that. Well, what, what, what's been going on in the media is uh, that, uh, is, that the FBI is taking uh, extensive orders in Washington especially uh, from uh, the Department of Justice which uh, may be a little bit on the political side and uh, that's the big criticism that I think is, has been going on. Yeah well the FBI I mean even though they fall under the Department of Justice they've always conducted themselves independent. Um, yes they do on, on the especially on the criminal side rely on the DOJ to prosecute their cases. FBI agents are law enforcement officers are not prosecutors so they need that cooperation to do that, but at the same time, um, you know, and this was certainly the case when I was an agent, um, you know, we pushed back against DOJ all the time. Uh, if we were being directed to do something that we thought was not consistent with the, um, the Constitution or not, not consistent with the best interests of the investigation that we were working, we would push back. Sometimes, you know, we, we would um, escalate it to the higher rankings or the higher levels uh, of the Bureau. So the agents need to do that. They need to um, remember that they too took an, a constitutional oath. Um, everyone from the street level agent all the way up to the director. Um, and they need to, to, to make sure that they know that and the responsibility they have. Um, that being said, you know, it's also important that Congress exercise our, our oversight role to make sure we're calling in members of the Bureau, members of the Department of Justice. Uh, hopefully they don't need to be subpoenaed. Hopefully they'll voluntarily come in on their own. And they answer our questions, um, including the point you just raised. Understood. Now, um, a couple of other items. Uh, AM radio. Yeah. AM radio has gotten a lot of publicity lately. Uh, and uh, uh, some of the motor companies, uh, General Motors, Ford, <coughs> Mercedes, uh, want to get rid of AM radios. And uh, uh, FEMA is, uh, was up the wall about it because AM radio reaches 97% of the American people and uh, 70 million people a uh, uh, a, a week, uh, or, or you know, uh, and um, uh, 
nobody knows why exactly they wanted to do it. One issue was was that they they want to be able to put it through the electronic system, and uh, uh, and charge nine dollars ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents a month. Uh, but AM radio, if there's a national emergency, it could be a security problem. Sure can. Uh, sure can. I served on Homeland Security. I'm on Intelligence now and uh, the Intelligence Committee. Um, anybody who's advocating for uh, such a scheme needs to think long and hard about it. Um, national security is obviously the, the biggest risk. But oftentimes we've got to you know, peel the layers back on the onion and figure out what's motivating people behind doing that. AM radio has been a staple in American life for generations. Um, it's uh, educated the public um, in ways that they otherwise would not get from other sources of information, um, and it needs to be protected. So we're going we're gonna to do our, our job on the legislative front. Uh, as you know, John, there's bipartisan legislation. I'm the, the co-chair of the Problem Solvers Caucus. Uh, we're the only bipartisan group in Congress. Uh, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. There are currently 32 Democrats, 32 Republicans. Myself and Josh Gottheimer from New Jersey are the co-chairs of that group. Um, and it's the only bipartisan group, and we've um, weighed in on this issue. Um, the caucus uh, members are, are co-sponsors of this bill, myself included, um, and we're going to make sure we protect AM radio. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, uh, thank you so much for coming in today, and uh, uh, God bless you. And uh, you being a law enforcement uh, uh, person, I am glad you're in Congress and, and keeping your eyes open. Uh, and uh, Pennsylvania. Keep your eyes open. Make sure everybody gets an honest count. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. Brian Fitzpatrick, the first district uh, of, uh, first congressional district in Pennsylvania, and uh, God bless America. Thanks, John. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.